It's a party, baby. Insert drum roll here. Welcome back to another episode of Q. We are more than happy for you to join us. We're the Goonie Tunes. My name is Luai. Me? I'm Shaky G's. You can call me Appeal, a.k.a. Dame Trillard, a.k.a. Don Bulio, a.k.a. MC She. And you know what? Today is a special day because we're not even going to bury the lead here. We are joined by a very special guest, my roommate, Christopher King. Chris, we're very happy to have you here. Chris reigns from uh, just outside of Syracuse, New York. Um, He went to John Hopkins to study pre-law, and now he is getting his law degree from Northwestern. Um, You know, I think maybe the hundredth ranked school in the world or something. Um, And he is a middle school basketball all-star, one of my um, great friends. Very happy to have him um, on the cast today. Chris, how are you feeling? I am feeling fantastic. Thank you guys for having me. I would imagine there are hundreds of thousands of people claiming to be your biggest fan but i we get we get fan mail like you just beat out a whole bunch of people man our fan yeah. mail is it was a rigorous chain, selection dude. process We're yeah like, all right i guess the application was it was there were a lot of hoops to jump through so i'm happy that that i made the cut and i'm very excited to to dive in with you guys it's gonna Excellent. be awesome cool man we're very happy to have you um to all those listening out there it is actually so easy to come on the podcast all you have to do is just ask us if you can come on the podcast you pretty much have to have a cell phone and a gmail account and that's it that's the only qualifications and yeah like to talk about some bullshit and and occasionally rap yeah but um you know well well, chris absolutely does have a right to be here he he used to you used to write for genius right for some of those songs you want to talk a little bit about that tell me like a little bit about how music has played a role in your life and like you know, you seem to navigate towards hip hop and, and really in that realm is where you find yourself loving music. Um, what does music mean to you? That is, whew, that's a that's a monumental question. No easy sure. questions on this podcast. Um, always the hard hitting questions. That's, that's why I, I keep coming back. That is, um, I mean, music is like, it's, it's, it, this will sound cheesy, but soundtrack of your life type shit. Like For it real. is, it is like, vibes personified like i don't know how much you can like get like what is closer to that like art and different things like that approach it as well i think sports do like in the ways that we love the art of sport and stuff but music has just got like a you know i think a special place in in a lot of people's hearts and for me like i i think the first like real music i was listening to was queen when i was very very young there you go and like my my dad had like a record player And so we were playing like greatest hits of Queen, which was awesome. Yeah. And slowly you just something for you, bro. Yeah. (laughs) So you just like kind of I started there and then older brother would introduce me to more like alternative stuff and and then hip hop with my kind of contemporary friends was my kind of adventure. And yeah, I can I'm happy happy to talk about genius as well. Would you uh, would you mind elaborating that on because that's like an interesting progression to start like with Queens being like your main musical influence and then moving to like hip hop that sounds like a interesting progression like what was your first like time realizing like oh this hits like hip hop is like shit for me yeah that's that's a great question I think like I I think I was kind of late on the music train honestly like I had friends who knew stuff way better than I did and. It was that background, and I think Queen is like a pretty perfect like way to get introduced to music because 
Yeah, they're fucking dope. Yeah. Super varied. Unreal. Like, you're getting everything from them. Yeah. Um, but that's funny you say that because hip-hop is actually kind of on, like, the other side of the spectrum. It is pretty different. Um, and actually, like, I think the first thing it was uh, J. Cole's warm-up was, like, Ooh. the mixtape mm. that initially brought me to hip-hop. And kind of him and Drake were, like, the first two people I, were, I would follow. And really with Cole to start, though. So that was, like... Yeah, interesting progression from Queen to that. But when you're like in school, like you're you're what are the homies listening to? And that was kind yeah. of into that. Like before, I was like a nine year old playing Supersonic, and and my dad was playing music in the background. <laughs> right. And then I was like, the now I can take change. Yeah. yeah, like taking some autonomy over it is cool too. And like For discovering sure. music yeah. and finding people to talk to music about is a pretty like I don't know intimate relationship. So I like that. That's facts. The internet has exacerbated all of that exponentially. Like iTunes, like when we were growing up, was such a blessing too because we could just find anything we wanted to find, bro. And now it's free, like for the most part too. Right. And we just were so blessed with that that we were able to explore so much. Well, that's super true. I feel like streaming kind of changed the game. We we lived through that progression. All of us did. We're around the same age, you know, and it, it went from like CDs to whatever you could get your hands on, and then LimeWire bounces out. And yeah. like, I was just thinking about LimeWire. Whole today. slew of viruses. Off the internet, bro. And then you've got Datpiff. And you got YouTube phone. to the converter thing. Yeah, you I still use that, bro. That's a classic <laughs> tool. Dude. You can't not use that. And then now all of a sudden we've got it all in our pockets, bro. You just pay five, ten dollars a month, and, and you can basically stream whatever music you need. SoundCloud for free. And that's such facts, too, like, talking about how it's just great to, like, be able to discuss music with people. That's, like, one of the first things when I'm, like, getting to know somebody. Like, I'll, like, fuck, dude, I was asking about your playlist before we started. Like, yeah. I like I like trying to dissect, like, what, what like, gets this person going. Like, what do they like? And then when I hear new music, I try to think about, like, who might like this song. I, like, send it to people. It's, like, a it's a cool way to, like, keep, keep up, like, sporadically with people. So. No doubt. Yeah, fully agree. And I think it was just like a little minor thing that I thought is hilarious is Napster. You guys used Napster back in the day? Absolutely. Which was like basically what we have now. It was like so far ahead of its yeah. time. It was like 15 <laughs> and it was bucks a month. It was yeah, illegal like, at the time. It was illegal. The SEC or whoever came in was like, absolutely not. That'll never be reality. <laughs> it's like... Um, and here it is. Absolutely a reality. <laughs> that is actually... That's really funny how, like, the music industry, like, kind of got bullied by just, like, cyberspace. Like, they had to, like, really, like, clean their shit totally up. Totally to revamp to, their like, whole infrastructure, too, bro. Like, totally yeah. revamp it. Well, and we see we see the fallacies in it, in it still today. You know, like, it leaks coming out just because of the way that people can just simply email an entire undropped album or unreleased, you know, single or anything. And I, I don't know. Like, I, clearly I'm not an artist or any of us really aren't. But, like, I wonder how that's got to be so on edge all the time. You know what I mean? Like, you have to keep your circle super fucking tight, I imagine. And, like, people with any access to masters, beats, you know, any type of EP stuff you have, you got to make sure that the, that stuff's kept tight. Yeah. I have, I have two things to bring up. One is that a source very close to Q claims that Q does have certified lover boy. On, on its hand right now. And he's, he's very lucky that we're not releasing that shit. He's very lucky we're not Dude, releasing that shit. we got that, that shit, shit a couple months ago. Sources say. Sources allegedly If only say. we could remember who who had it. Allegedly. Then we might have some more information. But The second thing I want to bring up is, well, we, I want to get back to genius. You, you, the point that Chris brought up was, like, 
part of the whole experience is being able to like communicate what you love about specific stuff about music. How did you get involved with Genius to start? Yeah, that is, I think I kind of hit on like the more high level of like soundtrack to your life. And like, that's what music is to me at like more of a macro level, but like, and, and I think a big reason love queen and I love classics like that, but like lyrics communicating. I mean, I think it kind of informs why I, want to go to you know go go into the law like that's all about using words communicating the things deciphering yeah yeah it's, it's all that and and that is like you know that's why like a j cole is yeah. so high up on my list because i'm like i just love like any like from like the just double entendres like that is kind of seems oh, yeah. like the easy one to point to of like that is just so cool that you could say one thing and mean two things three things whatever and then, like, you sort of, like, as you get further, like, and there's, like, alliteration. Oh, yeah. There's the flow of how people uh, announce stuff. So, yeah, I, like, love that, and that's what drew me to Genius initially. How, how do you, like, I mean, just to, like, break down the type of skill it takes to work that job, like, how do you, like, arrive on something that is, like, this is what this means? Like, I, like, I think I'm interpreting this as the artist meant. Yeah. Because that mean, sounds like the toughest part. Like, that sounds like, you know, you got to, like impersonate like the artist the essential part yeah so difficult right it it is difficult and so genius like this was back i think they like rebranded and became genius but i think they started as rap genius i think you're right there used to be separate geniuses yeah yeah Yeah. there were like the genres and you'd click into the rock genius and yeah and and that was i forget how like i'm obviously was like just looking up some lyrics and found this website was like this is awesome and i didn't jump to it immediately because like i was like i'm a novice like i like i've listened to two mixtapes like I can't you know claim that I know everything about it so it took like maybe a year or two after I discovered it but you could just like anyone could go in and annotate it and I was like that made me appreciate the music a lot more so I wanted to kind of contribute to that um so that's what like drew me to it and I feel like part of being able like it it seems like what you're mentioning is part of being really good at that stuff or having any credibility there is like having a deep knowledge of the history, you know, because if you weren't fucking with Cole heavy for at least a year or two prior to that, like you wouldn't understand his past alliterations or his past illusions to, to, you know, prior experiences in his life. You wouldn't be following him personally to be able to have the valuable input that you need to like, you know, write annotations like that. That's what I was going to say. There's just a lot of him, like just inserted on those that you just have to understand somehow. Like, there's just so much of him, his personality, his soul, like, yeah. put onto that. And he's, like, he, more than anybody else that I can think of in a lot of cases, it, it like, exemplifies that. So that's really, that's a tough task you're undertaking, man. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with that. And it's, uh, uh, there's another, my second favorite podcast is one that I think <laughs> you guys have maybe heard of, is Dissect. Oh, yes. Um, I wanted to, I'm, dude, great. Excellent. Uh, just Excellent amazing. Segue. Just, uh, just amazing. And to circle back quick to Grant's question of, like, how do you, like, think you know this is what it actually means and you definitely get stuff wrong and what what was really cool about genius is you would have like you would put your first draft like before anyone had touched any of the lyrics you would say this is what i kind of think it is and write a little blurb and then you'd get comments and like i think they have like you know actual employees and people working there that like circle through and are like this is and they they sort of stitch it all together so it's like forum kind of forum style where it's like a conglomerate of people it's like like, rap turn wikipedia yeah Dude, that honestly feels like such a, a, I'm sure sometimes it might be frustrating for the artist or maybe a lot of the time it's frustrating for the artist for like other people to be, I don't know, like writing their legacy for them. But I also bet it's, it's gotta be an homage and an honor, you know, for like it, all of these people to be coming together to like 
discuss what your art might mean and the impact that it might be like intended to have that must be a pretty cool pretty cool feeling it's yeah there's the thing like the artistic intent of it too it's like how much of that do i really want to claim that i know where it's like how do you really know like there's a lot to wrestle with i guess going into that yeah but like i don't know but you have i mean they're they're kind of trusting you too right like that's kind of what you have to do and it's fun to do. I mean, I enjoyed like listening to dissect and then trying out that you know strategy on my own. Like it kind of changed how I look at like music, and I feel like writing for Genius would do a similar thing. Right. You just keep adding ingredients. Like you have dissect Genius, and like even just talking to like your yeah. friends that right you just different know, perspectives. Know music, and you just kind of like add that all up to yourself, and like that's awesome. that's, that's kind of what it adds up to. Dope. Well, along those lines, um, since you you know perused quite a few J Cole bars in your day. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin a J Cole beat for us, and um, I want you to think of like what bar comes to mind when you think of J Cole. Like if there's one you could pick out, That's one that we could pick. I'm about to drop these bars. It's gonna be sick if I try my best. I do it like J Cole. Sometimes you gotta doubt yourself. Like do they know what the original intent was? Man, I don't understand, but I got my boy Chris to write the pen in hand. Mm, J. Cole, Jermaine Cole, that dude is on a roll. The off season is over. I think I get on track and I'ma get back. Talking about the dude who stacked a lot of bread and sitting up on the top of the table and top of the throne. Got the crown on, he in his zone, and he talking like applying pressure and pride is the devil. Ooh, that man got himself on another level. I really wanna rap and rhyme with the word genius, mm. but it's hard to not rhyme with something <laughs> like the word fucking penis. I say something on Venus, man. I got my head high, but I'm wondering who the fuck is that guy that got Chris. He be analyzing these girls, they can't resist yeah they looking at his quotes and they know he don't miss he always makes the call never drop the ball and that's why we listen to him talk about jay cole Ooh, i need this in my veins like intravenous there's a fucking word you can rhyme with genius i'll be bringing it up so dope how do you analyze the bars and come back to that shit with people surprised and saying "Ooh, i never thought of that that's a good point then i sit back and i lay my joint and I'm like, yeah, man, I just got stoned and fucking listen. And I admit, I don't know all of it, but yo, it's kicking. Ooh, rapping off the dome, man, you can't have no paralysis. I'd like to see my boy Chris do an analysis on these dumb bars. We dropping, man, we popping. I swear to God, he put it up. Now it's unbopping. It's not bopping on the track. It's been bopping on the words that he's putting down. And just making sure that we heard i know we got like three listeners at this point but my boy chris yeah you know we don't disappoint uh 
Back in the days when I was music explorer I heard his shit on Pandora And I couldn't shuffle, I mean I could only shuffle But I listened to it, it got my mind in a kerfuffle It's motherfucking like Cold World, sideline story I was thinking back in 2010, maybe this duo had the glory I listened to like 10 songs and this man's on What the fuck did I have going on for so long? Oh, you know my boy started with the fucking queen Now he's up listening to some different fucking things Something with a soup up hi-hat Yeah, you know we supply that <laughs> Man, I swear we put it out There's no buyback, baby Yeah, this shit authentic Yeah, we spit it out And we never been repentant Just going off the dome Going right off the brain Now I'm wondering how to raise this game up like a crane Ooh, these days music a choice, it's rap for me But the way I started was Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> The creative shit, you know I'm going all in But now I'm thinking about the fucking dudes with the pen and the pad And they jotting, and I just be reading and putting doubt on the internet With Keep great those. speeding accuracy I just had to finish my <laughs> Dude, we can get a little acapella group going, bro. I'll be the bass. Lou, I can be the hi-hat. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and go for the low-hanging fruit. I mean, we've got to talk about the off-season, right? I, we, we've got a residential expert. That, we're that are, does we're seem already necessary, hitting at it. it. And I think, you know, to, to those three loyal listeners out there, you heard us on last week's episode talk about a little bit of a teaser about how we do want to dive into the off-season and, and J. Cole's latest album. Um I don't think that anybody else should kick this off than Chris. Like, Chris, how do you, how do you feel about this album being kind of, you know, a, a loyal J. Cole fan, somebody that appreciates his music for more than what the mainstream media might be saying about it? Hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, 100%. So off the bat, like, I love it. I mean, that is my, like, reaction to it. I know I have yeah. to temper... It's value, baby, yeah. I have to temper that, yeah, reaction because there's been other other projects by other people that I'm just love them. And I circle back a couple weeks later. I'm like, I was just kind of riding the high, the promo and all that good stuff. Um, but this one is, is I think it's, it's going to last. That opinion's going to last. And I think, I think I kind of hinted at it before, but like kind of returning to some of his roots a little bit in the, the warm up Friday night lights type vibe. Um, I heard actually talking about dissect uh, Cole Kushner hopped on a, a music yeah. podcast recently and talked about it and felt that it was like, you got freestyles. Like it's, it's really long verses. It's, it's not your typical, just verse one chorus verse that's, two chorus. Yeah. Um, the, so that's my initial reaction is, is kind of the mixtape vibes returning to it. Something like the climb back is a phenomenal song that was a single to it i believe and i think that right, one i yeah. think encapsulates um uh you know the direction he's headed in and i just i just think it's phenomenal yeah i'm i'm i was comparing it to kod a lot i guess right off the bat but i think it's very different i think it's very very different the more i analyze it and i, I want to ask too just as like a general question how many times is there a number of times you have to listen to something for it really to like soak in because i've heard people say like I had people text me like right afterwards and well they were like like it had been out for like 12 hours and they were like it's his second best album dude I'm like how do you know that already (laughs) simmer a little bit yeah but like how many times how many times do you think you have to listen to it for it to really like 
get to that point where you can make a distinction on it? Yeah, I think it's like a combination of like how many times you listen to it and then also over time. So, yeah. you know, if you have it for a couple Some weeks power. and you only listen to it twice, that's different. If you listen to it, uh, you know, two months after the fact and it still gives you some of those initial feelings that, that you maybe thought is, oh, this is a face value read. Yeah. I think that's key. As for like a number, I mean, I know I've played it already like 25 <laughs> <Four>. plus times. <laughs> really? Yeah. 25, wow. Jesus. Yeah, it's Dang. 69 actually is the perfect amount of times. <laughs> 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 but, Dude, that's that's, awesome. that's real, man. I, uh, I love anything that J. Cole puts out. I think we're, you oh, know, yeah. when we're talking about this, we're talking a, you know, a different tier of artists so everything's good but uh, yeah it did seem a lot more focused on like just saucing us some like dope rhyme schemes like for for sure for for uh um kod like that he was really like addressing like getting a lot off of his yes. mind and getting a lot of just venting out and you saw that reflected in the mood of a lot of the songs but this album was just like giving you straight raw like Yes. Like Goat J. Cole that like you know that he can wrap the potential to. Yes. Yeah. Some of the some of the opinions <clears throat> I've been formulating are sim- are very like similar to what you're saying in that KOD was meant to like is very conceptual. It was meant to spread a message right. and a lot of what he did in that was very simple and to the point, right? And it was good bars, but it was like the production was super simple yeah. and I I liked the hooks, you know, like I love ATM. I love that song, and it's yeah. just like it's so easy, right? It's catchy. It's it gets the point across. Oh, it's, it's similar to like Kendrick. It. It's similar to Kendrick, but and I will say the off season to me, KOD sounded a lot more unique, right? KOD sounds or uh, sorry, the off season sounds like a hundred mil and Amari. Like they sound like some of the stuff you hear on the radio a lot, but it is just bars, dude. And the mm. schemes are yeah, crazy, and there's no hooks, awesome. and there's like no hooks, and that's how when I write stuff, it's just stream of consciousness, bro. And the fact that he can yeah. do that, just stream of consciousness, is just. Oh, it's next level. Yeah. So they're very like they're weighted. They're weighted very differently to me. He makes it seem so authentic too. Like it, not that it. That's probably a hard thing for him to do. But it's just. It's like it's the first time he's ever thinking these thoughts or ever putting yeah. these words out there, and it he's makes it hit that much it, harder. You know, you know? Yeah. something that that Chris and I were talking about, um, uh, like right before the off season dropped, was about how Cole you know, came out saying that he really wanted to start to include others. Like he was tired of kind of, yeah. you know, shutting other people out of his art and his music. Yeah. And not that he was doing it so intentionally, Love but he wasn't always like reaching. Yeah. A little bit. It wasn't always reaching out and saying, yo, here's this beat. Can you hop on it? Like, here's this, yeah. here's this concept I've got in mind. Do you want to hop on it? And what I really loved about this, the off season is that like Boz is fucking all over this. Like yeah. he's got little baby on Boz here, is good. And they were surprises and it was, it surprised stuff, the hell out of me. It was awesome. Yeah, it, it really did. And I think that that's just a testament into you know his ability to be so far at the top to your point grant and still be growing you know what i mean like yeah. he's still yeah. allowing That's his what he music says. and his flow to evolve 100 million i'm still dope. on the grind exactly. 100 million exactly. i'm still on the grind do baby yeah i love that attitude it is that and i think you guys are keying in on something uh blake you like mentioned earlier that like his personality is such a big part of his music yeah and and lua you're saying like that authentic and those go hand in hand and like if i had to put like this album and and what I love about Cole the most is into just one word would be just like hunger, hungry. Like he is like interesting. Yeah. He like, and it goes to like the features point too, is because I think it can, it can reach into, you know, not just like how you present yourself, but whether you are confident enough in yourself to bring in features and not be like, I'm trying to out rap everyone. Like KOD had kill Edward, which was really cool, 
but that's very different from the the coal you're getting on Having the season. Little baby, yeah, that's a that's a whole that was a surprise feature for me for sure. I think I think a good summation of what you just said is when he says, um, instead of capping, why don't you talk about being a broke rapper? Yeah. He's like, yeah. that's some shit I can relate to. He's like, he's like, <laughs> yeah, when I was, was he's like, when I was doing that, he's like, that's what I was rapping about because I was me and like that's I was just rapping about you know don't rap about shit that's not real and he's always just real and I think that's and still he still says all that shit spreads that message and I'd love it I'd, I'd love that mindset. And it, it's resulted in some beautiful things, some very unique things out of J. Cole's music. Like, just to spin it back to KOD a little bit, like, that was, like, the first time in, like, more mainstream rap that I heard, like, mental health getting more so addressed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, it, yeah, that's like, very true. In, um, in um, Friends, um, yeah. I thought one of the most impactful bars that he had in that song was... I understand this message is not the coolest to say, but if you're yeah. down to try it, I know of another way. And it says, meditate, meditate. 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 And that's like meditate. not... Meditate. <laughs> Dude, it, yeah, yeah he, he integrates it seamlessly with the, with the music, which is why he's fucking dope. But it's also just like, you didn't hear that really out of hip hop, I feel like. like I mean, a little bit like, I guess Kid Cudi would like, you know, he would rap about like the way he's feeling and like those darker yeah. thoughts. But like, looking in the face of hip hop and be like, yo, like maybe you might have like an addiction that you need to address here. Like maybe there's a, maybe there's a better way yeah. instead of just blowing, blown smoke and fucking bitches. Like maybe there's some other things that you should look into like yeah. maintaining about yourself, you know? Well, and with some of it, it seems like that's becoming a, a popular thread between the artists that continue to grow and evolve. Like kind of, like I was mentioning those that continue to stay at, at the top of their game and have the staying power of just like decades at a time. Like we see that with, with Kendrick, this, his transformation almost from like K dot mm -hmm. to Kendrick Lamar was like a, an, a, an homage to his heritage and where he came from and what he's really about. And then you get to pimp a butterfly and it, that, to me, it seems a little bit relatable, kind of tethered to like where J. Cole was with KOD in his point where he just, he's like, here's this shit. I'm getting this shit off my chest. I'm going to talk about how I really, really feel. And I'm going to talk about the life of an artist who's trying to like be authentic to themselves. We see similar things with like Joey Badass. We saw it with uh, Mac Miller RIP. And, and I think that that's something that really like holds artists to the best of their game, I guess. Yeah, For sure. Yeah, and I think just like that, like you asked earlier, uh, Grant, like what my favorite lyric was. And uh, it is, you know, there's so many, but one that I always go back to is they say anything's possible. You got to dream like you never seen obstacles. And that's that's off Friday Night Lights, the autograph. And it was, you know, cheesily my senior like quote, because I was like that, like just because he says yes. it so direct, like Kendrick does similar things, but he's pretty heady. And I love Kendrick, too. But the way that he can just Cole can just put the words together in a very simple way, but just have that impact is mm. like, yeah. His flow. I love, I love flexing the J Cole line in the senior photos. <laughs> My boy was looking flies. Oh yeah. The goat baby. <laughs> we need to pull that up. Were you wearing a tie? He was. Definitely. I was looking <laughs> handsome. I was looking handsome. My boy. Sure. My boy. Naturally. His 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 uh his uh porn star stash was growing in heavy, bro. <laughs> It was in the early stages back then. Early days. Early days of Cole, early days of the stash. <laughs> it all goes hand in that hand. That is facts. The stash never dies, man. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think it seems like we're all coming in from, from different angles on the same point of view. It's that the, the offseason is a testament to the, the legacy of J. Cole. It seems like this is something that if he hadn't already stamped himself, this was like a, a, a stamp on top of the halfway stamp, you know? Um, and he's, he's there, I guess, now. 
Hell yeah, dude. I, I, I fucking love diving into this shit. J. Cole has a lot of bangers. We haven't talked much about uh, Forest Hills Drive, but... Um, You're right. Amazingly. We can, we can, Isn't that crazy? That, that might be, way. like, the peak, the peak of his, like, you know creative resonance with everybody they really like made him and then we haven't even mentioned it yet <laughs> yeah yeah oh, that's how giving, good he is we're giving it some, <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> we're giving it some screen time right now dude. jay oh, cole right. jay you're cole right. come on the show uh yo uh high cues back the boys is back we got some high dudes hit this black uh that ain't no word that i would use but jay cole might we doing a lot of talk about jay cole tonight because he's relevant and he makes hella hits Ooh, everything he's saying is so important You gotta talk about it, gotta meditate Let it resonate Uh, and this shit sounds great No capping, talking about reality Yeah, that's just J. Cole actuality That's mm. what he be living, that's what he be giving Us on the track and you know we fucking thank him For bringing us real art It's a good start to listen for your motivation I'm a part of a lot of different things But I gotta bring it home J. Cole, who I listen to in the zone. Ooh, fire squad with the red beam. Talk about how relatable was wet dreams. Motherfucker got it on point. It was something like that. Everybody like that, man. That was a relatable song on the stereo, on the radio. And now he be staring in your face, talking about the window pane. That shit is deep. Yo, and from this, we'll always reap the benefits. A lot of things to mention. Yeah gonna take it retention from my mind i remember listening to all these fucking diamond albums fucking glistening yeah wet dreams yeah that was a classic yeah sometimes i could not get past it but then there's others like g-o-m-d get off my dick motherfucker that's how it's gotta be sometimes Ooh, i went to his show and I promise you that I was stone cold sober. It was before I did anything, but still, those words, they fucking ring in my head. And I vibe to everything he said. He was talking about the shit coming out his head from the days when he was just grinding with no name. And back then, even now, he run the game. Run the game, run the game. Coming off the chain, my boy is untamed. Always listening, got the savage art that he putting out let's just start with that going back to cold world sideline story workout man this is my history first time i hooked up with a girl i listened to workout bro i had my shit on a fucking cloud i was vibing driving home at five in the morning yeah it was snowing man i think it was pouring but i i was listening to foreign vibes i never heard but now it's all supply Ooh, we didn't even mention Born Sinner. That's nasty, like a porn spitter. Ooh, it's so good, man. It was real 2013. Back when I couldn't even see what that shit would do for me. All this fucking work. Yeah, it's really making me berserk to think about how many progressions he made from the Friday night light stage to the off season. A. Hey. He done did it Man. and run the game. Sorry, I gotta talk about his main cause he's on my fucking heart with his art. And yo, I know we've been talking about him from the start, but we still won't depart. Ooh, Ray Blake is rapping no fatigue. Didn't even talk about going to the league. My boy, he's oh. out here fucking dunking. Yeah, I swear to God, like Tim fucking Duncan. My boy on the court, he shooting, had some air balls. But it's okay, cause he's not terrible at rapping. I guess we'll let him try a different outline something to rely on mm. 
just cause he likes it Yeah, wrote for the Players Tribune like this He be talking about going to the league with hoop dreams And now he dropping these fucking rap seamless bars It's really just poetry And Chris be knowing these oh, hell yeah. words ah. like the back of his hand <laughs> Hell yeah Yo, that is something we actually didn't touch on Is like, he is playing professional basketball Yeah, that's wild <laughs> What in the, like, and that is so dope Cause like his first covers, warm up, Friday Night Lights is all basketball. The yeah. off season, like yeah. returning to those roots, flaming f- hoop behind him, like <laughs> yeah. just so perfect. Yeah, it Dude, does I'll, seem I'll, it. Go ahead. It does seem like it's kind of that perfect narrative coming from J. Cole. You know what I mean? Like it, it seems like he's really. It, well, he even mentioned this in his latest documentary that he feels like he really put it together. Like he finally broke through, saw the full narrative, saw the vision, and yeah. how it was beginning to fall together, and. You know, fall it, off. It, the, the fall off. <laughs> yeah, like, look at that alliteration. We don't vision. even know it. Um, some people, and, and the fact that now he's a professional basketball player. Mm-hmm. If you Google J Cole, it's like producer, like EP, professional basketball player, to get that Donald Glover, legend, big swinger, like, and no, no, and um, it. Some people would venture to describe, you know, people who are at that level of life, Shaq, like play, Drake, playing all these side ventures in life at this point, you know. Um, as aliens, but what's crazy now is that people are saying that aliens are real. Have you guys been seeing this out there? They're like it, they're We're coming in a out. simulation, bro. This is, this is easy. J Cole's playing basketball. We got government proof. We have government proof that UFOs exist. Like, what the fuck is going on in reality right now? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like in in Pete, like Ye has this it. A million, multi-million dollar, almost billion dollar shoe company on top of being one of the greatest rappers ever, on top of just being a producer. And like, maybe there are some aliens planted down here, (laughs) actually just like kind of leading us through all this. I mean, mean, what this is coming down to, let me say this very clearly. Do you guys think aliens are real? Dude, it it comes down to stats at this point. Like, you know, Kanye West, you know, breaking records, doing what he's doing. Dude, this shit that we're seeing, like, this is no longer just, like, hippie backwoods, like, I saw Bigfoot, me and my friends were drunk, like, this is, like, they have, like, images and videos where they've, like, ran calculations, and I actually have, like, I have this quote from somebody that was, like, looking into that, said, imagine a technology that can do 700 G-forces, fly 13,000 miles per hour, and evade radar has no obvious sign of propulsion and yet can defy the effects of Earth's gravity. That's precisely what we're seeing. That's the director of advanced aerospace threat identification program. Like this is a very like real, like this isn't just like a a fable anymore. Like this is actually, we're like, what the fuck is this? I don't know what's more real than the dude who's supposed to be investigating. If it's real, tells everyone that it's real. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like what do we pay? What's his duty? If not to tell us when it's real and he's saying it's real. (laughs) Dude, I and uh, I'm sorry. I just like it. Just gets my engineering brain going, thinking about like how the fuck like they pull that off. Like, uh, and we've talked with Nate before, who we had in the podcast. um, He's big on that shit. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a big alien. What's the dude he always brings up? There's there's some. I'll I'll find the name. name. I'll find the name. But um, yeah, he talks about um, you know, what type of propulsion? Like, what is it using? It's you. It's like nothing that we've ever been able to like reproduced before like some sort of like gravity manipulation where they're really like bending gravity to like propel themselves which is essentially bending time like gravity and time are interwoven so like these things literally 
could be having the ability to time travel essentially. Yeah, I think that that kind of like in my mind sparks for me, Grant. Like, I feel like no conversation about aliens is complete without mentioning Joe Rogan and <laughs> the people he has on his podcast and like his views on it. But like, there's like the podcast. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's this <laughs> tiny little thing. It's not, yeah, it's not not big yet. No. And it, whatever you're listening to this show on, it's not on that same platform. So don't definitely don't look. Definitely don't try. But like, that's like. People talk about that, like this Bob Lazar guy says. Like, that's the he name. Was that's the name. On, he was. That's the yeah, name. Yeah, was he says out. he was working on. Like he, they were like looking at it, and they kept it also compartmentalized. If you want to believe, like this is all factual. So I feel like that's maybe a caveat. But do you? I do personally. Yeah. He does. Think, yes. To answer the question, yes. So, yes. so so think about this though. Like, does this make sense? Like that our first like interactions with like aliens like is happening in this manner like very secretive like what what would be your strategy if you were like some super advanced civilization and you found earth like i i think it makes sense like they're not just trying to come here like guns blazing they're trying to like see what's going on and like figure out what the deal is here well, it feels like it. I don't know. I've been too deep on Twitter threads. I think recently about this. That's why it was <laughs> it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, man. recency recency bias for me here. But I, I think it also can kind of spur this argument of like chicken or egg a little bit. Like, did you know if if you believe yeah. aliens are real, which I'll, I I can I do, and like you know, <laughs> are, just putting hold it up to it, man. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. There you go. Have conviction, Luai, alien believer. But like, what, what it, you know, maybe they planted us here, and this is more of a, a situation where it's like a test for them. Maybe we are world one of of forty thousand, and with different variables across each world. Or maybe like Grant, you're speculating on like they just discovered us through whatever the fuck happens beyond our atmosphere. And- and now and they're I, just figuring out what to do about it. And that and that's like that seems like a pretty diplomatic approach to like it makes sense that they would not just like show up without knowing what's going on. Like that you know, we'd just be getting these rare glimpses and sightings. But like that's an interesting theory that you're bringing up cuz I almost I almost wonder if they like are having problems like there's some alien civilization where they're having issues and they're like <laughs> they've run out of options and they're like trying to accelerate us like we're their little like experiment to see mm. like all right when posed with the same problems like what do they try to do we're just a test like, tube yeah yeah That's exactly wild. just a, a brainstorm for them i guess <laughs> could could very hey, well pass, be. hey pass that I, joint bro <laughs> uh i feel That's like stuff. i feel like it there there's like one baked in assumption is just that like there exists other life on other planets. And then I think another like side of that is like the simulation kind of idea. And what just like the, the perfect way to encapsulate it for me is the Rick and Morty car battery where yeah. he's like, you just put this spatial <laughs> thing in a temporal field yeah, and you just speed it up and a civilization <laughs> comes up and they charge your battery. Yeah. And like, then there's one like within that. So like, I feel like, I feel like those are your two kind of ends. I don't know which but, I'd say I fall on, but that, no, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, it it just it kind of blows my mind really realizing that like if they know how to bend gravity, they know how to like bend time essentially. So they really like are just beyond our ability to like understand them. Like they like mm-hmm. we live so like inside of our earth like domain where we have the same gravity, the same, you know, 
passage of time, but they understand like how to like manipulate that and like it, it just it just makes sense that a, a culture that advanced is able to be so well hidden from us and that we're just now like catching wind of it. Do you think we'll ever really find out though? Like you think we'll ever have like concrete evidence like we see an extraterrestrial being face to face? Do you ever think that'll happen? It's like well, the, I don't know, man. Everybody, uh, it's the media. I don't know. Maybe it's not the media. Maybe it's just in general. We feel like it, extraterrestrials have to be this weird looking thing. Like, what if, what if there are a bunch of aliens among us and they just look like human beings? You know what I mean? Like, I want. I want that's what I mean. Lizard, are, we ever gonna people? Know? are we ever going to know? That's my thing. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Have you? Have you? Have you I seen? Know. You were supposed I to know. know. This. I do want to know. Have you seen that fucking like? pretty well-developed conspiracy theory that there's just like lizard people all over the like world governments and shit and then there's like little like really shitty quality videos that are like probably doctored and like it'll like show like it will show like vladimir putin just like give a weird glance and he just looks re- reptilian and it's like <laughs> that and like that and the birds where like all yeah. birds are just like government agents. birds aren't real birds, birds aren't are- real Dude, I have a shirt. I'm gonna get that shirt. The, out. It's the says dumbest, aren't real. the dumbest argument, but I think it actually makes sense. Kind of is, have you ever seen baby pigeons? Not one. <laughs> okay, I haven't heard that argument, and now that just changed my whole perspective on whether they're real or not. That's, that's it's a real question. Little baby pigeon. Dude, drop us yeah. photos of any baby pigeon you see. Yeah, I'm, I ain't seen official on Instagram. This is this is definitely a fried thing, but like. You ever just like watch a pigeon like move? Those th- like the way they move their neck, bro. Like apparently they can remember so faces. Mesmerizing. <laughs> apparently they Wait. can remember people's faces. What does See, that mean? That's crazy to me because pigeons also have like a seven-second working memory. That's why they always look like they don't know what the fuck's going on. Oh, yeah. They don't know what the fuck's going <laughs> on. No, they embody just like confusion. Seconds. Them and goldfish are just like battling out who yeah. can have the shorter <laughs> memory span. Like. <laughs> Damn, That's we don't what, even gotta look anywhere for around. aliens, bro. We got aliens. <laughs> Every seven seconds, they're like, "All right, I gotta figure out what the fuck food is." Oh, I just figured it out. Oh, I gotta figure out what the fuck food is again. Like, <laughs> it's gotta and be that, tough. And that leads That's them not be next to your local uh, In and Out Burger. Yeah, um, <laughs> they found to... they found God. <laughs> yeah, every time they're like, it's God again. Every seven seconds, in the form of American capitalism, there he is in his true <laughs> but what is I actually haven't been quite as up on like the recent what are like is there I mean we're you're asking Blake like concrete evidence will we ever which I don't know but like isn't that kind of what's hyping up this conversation For sure. how is that like what is that stuff I I mean I think when they want us to know that's when we'll have like concrete evidence right now they're so being you think real, they have it you think they have sneaky. concrete evidence I don't know what I'm. I, I don't know what I'm defining as concrete evidence. I guess like there's I, there's a, I, a rumor that in Area 51 there's like alien skeletons or whatever. Like or they froze them or whatever the rumors are. Like that was a bunch such of a so, thing. We were bro. so close Rush to getting to it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't like a hundred people they show did, up. Bro, we're they definitely did. in a simulation if that thing happened. <laughs> if people actually went there like that and it did. So. See, that, the, that might be your concrete evidence right there. No, dude, that's points. too memey. That's just meme. Like. I, I give a lot of weight, like, I don't know, I have a big science background, like, I give a lot of weight to the fact that they're throwing big out, like, actual guy. big science, Bill Nye, baby, um, but, but the, the fact that they have, like, actually broken down these videos and derived, like, these insane, like, 
physical stats that are being achieved. Like that gives me almost. Eh. All right, I'm I'm coming out alien believer. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. That's I can't funny. hold it back anymore. Blake, I can't hold at? it in. Where you at, Blake? I mean, I think it's impossible to believe that there's nothing out there that exists. So yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like it's just the the numbers just are are impossible for it to not be. So yeah, I mean, there's something else out there for sure. Isn't isn't like a huge motivating factor though that like the alternative to we kind of bought into this premise yeah. and we're like birds are aliens and shit, but, exactly. but like, but like the, the, <laughs> the alternative is we're alone. Like that's yeah. a pretty motivating factor mm. to make you go. We're not alone. There's yeah. no way like, but like, I don't know. I feel like we should think about whether that is why we're saying we're definitely not alone. I feel like we should rap about it. <laughs> I think so. so maybe since we're, since we're feeling things, maybe yeah. we're just bored. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe like we just have to want to believe that there's aliens out there because some exciting shit might happen in a t- future time where yeah. aliens are like, "What up?" And we're like, "Oh, shit!" Yeah, that's a chapter in a history book. Is when the aliens said, "What up?" Is immediate, <laughs> like write down whatever's happening. It trumps 2020, man. <laughs> it, gets, it gets up there in the fucking textbooks. Damn, well... <laughs> goof, fuck. Goof Why are y'all still listening to this I'm show sorry, right now? <laughs> less, less talking and more rapping. Wow. Oh, my Simulation God. Goofy for a goofy conversation. Shout Beautiful. out Spongebob. <laughs> Never got to watch you as a kid. What? But doesn't matter because now I'm rapping to the shit. I bring it up tight. Yeah, I'm rapping to Spongebob all fucking night. And now I'm wondering, that dude was kind of like an alien. They got super dope shit, are we failing them? Every time when we try to make an aircraft, they be bending fucking gravity, how they do that? I don't understand it, but maybe one day we will. And hopefully they don't show up and just fucking kill us. Grant, I know you and you're a chill guy, but you can't get stoned and claim that you are Bill Nye. You do not know what the fuck is going on out there. Are we really alone and we without care about that? What's scarier, that or other life? Yo, we be going through all of the strife just to find out if extraterrestrials exist. Man, we gon' be forever doing that shit. Oh, Blake always rapping, man. He never has misses. I'm wondering about this aliens. Do they got bitches or do they got one gender? I can't tell. They're always just green and they don't fucking show any fucking penis or any of that. So I'm just wondering, is that whack for me to fucking guess about? Maybe they got hoes, they showing up with three or four under each arm bone. Oh, you know what's really, really sad? My first thought was Roger from American Dad. That motherfucker is an alien and he be in the regular days, regular house. And everything he says is communicated well. How are you gonna tell if there's concrete evidence at all for your welcome environment uh, or argument? Not environment, the environment of this space. I'm not buying. It. There's something else out there. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> oh my lord, dude! I, I was gonna say uh, we were talking about because sometimes we like to actively like try and find like a beat that like, <laughs> like that fits the mood. But I was like, that's a goofy ass song, bro. Yeah, we can bring that one. In, that's perfect. That, that beat had no business being that hard. <laughs> You're what right. In the world, 
No doubt. Yeah, yeah. And and who they, they bring that up. Base. Yeah, they never got credit. They never got the proper SpongeBob track. Yeah, it was a fucking alien. Million views. It deserves ninety. We're we're getting it there. We'll drop the link. Dude, that shit. It'll be on eight. That's that's a good time to plug. We do have a uh, a playlist. I don't know if we've started sharing it with all of our other stuff, but a playlist Ooh. of all of the all the beats that we use to freestyle. If any of our listeners want to freestyle at home, you can rap along with the Goonie Tunes, the same beats we used in the order that we use them. In fact, check it out. We'll we'll, we'll include Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Blake's got a well put together list on YouTube. We got a Spotify list. We'll we'll plug it up. And it's all it's all you know. If you enjoy the the beats that we play on here, I mean. You know, stuff to burn up to if you want, you know. That got me thinking, though, for our uh, haiku of the day. Um, so burn, you're, burn, burn, you're, burn. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're burning up, but it's, it's a nightmare situation. Like, who, who is in the squad of just, like, the nightmare blunt rotation for y'all? And, and I, think I, can, I think I can start it off with mine. Mine is um, Gun Girl, Caitlin Bennett, <laughs> um, <laughs> Kim Kardashian, <laughs> and Vladimir Putin. I shouted him what? out earlier on the rap, bro. Why, why Kim? Why are you dragging Kim Kardashian right now? I, I, I'm sorry. I have, I'll put it out there. I have a very low opinion of Kim Kardashian, and I just think the conversation that she would try to make with either Gun Girl or Vladimir Putin would just be awful. <laughs> <laughs> and you know Gun Girl and Putin are going to go at it, bro. They're polar opposites. So it's just going to be a lot of just entertaining dialogue. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would be funny as long as I don't have to participate. But that does I sound like have to a nightmare. <laughs> so, You're going to have to say, hey, hey you... Vlad, hey, can you quit yelling in Russian and pass that blunt, please? <laughs> <laughs> You're rushing the rotation. You would you would have to be in a jacuzzi though, because as Kanye at made clear for us, like, can you believe there's not a jacuzzi? Like he said that <laughs> after she said, I just die. I'm like that is just too perfect. <laughs> All right, boys, I want to I want to hear him. Any of y'all got uh, got some candidates? <laughs> I think I have a three. I don't know if I have as much explanation on mine, but. Uh, <laughs> I got. I would not. We'll wa- I would not want to sit with Red Foreman. I would not want Red Foreman in my circle. Red. I would not want Harvey Weinstein in my circle. That motherfucker is the ugliest human of all time. And one of the <laughs> one of the dude. He's the we also one of the most vile people of all time. So fuck that dude. I don't care if I say anything just to offend be staring him. At him I don't want him in the room. And also Cardi B for a similar situation. I just think she's annoying. I just think she's annoying. <laughs> Bro, Damn. she would be a lot. She would be a lot. She would be too much to handle, bro. I'm not she trying to deal with that. She would be hijacking the conversation. I'm not trying to bro. deal you with would that. Not, you're not speaking over Cardi B, bro. Like You are, you are silent for a majority <laughs> of that session. I'm not doing it. <laughs> That's my nightmare situation. Chris, how you feeling? I'm thinking like low-hanging fruit is Hitler. Like, yeah. That one would just... <laughs> for sure. You just, what if you could turn him? What if you could change him? I mean, unlikely. Yeah. I actually didn't think about that, Grant. I might need to reconsider whether I could. Chris is a reasonable it. guy, but I think I think the language barrier would make it really tough for us to really take any uh, really connect on, on that level. <laughs> it's just it's just the eye contact between the blunt pass. He's just like maybe killing Jews is bad. <laughs> um, I think to to add to that, like in the same vein, like Trump. I just can't imagine is the yeah, homie no. in the blood rotation. Like, this, is, just, this is like a dictator montage. Bro, he puts his, here. You're getting that next joint pass slobbery. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know Donald Trump is slobbering all over Slobbery the Slobbery as fuck. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's hogging that. Like, he's like, watch me do the craziest shit. Because, yeah, like, no. Donald, you've smoked three joints by yourself, bro. Have some go around. This is socialism. <laughs> and the last one is, I feel, needs, like, no explanation. But, uh... Just my mom. <laughs> would just be pretty awkward. Would be be not the most ideal situation. That's a good one. I did not even consider that one, but that's that's a great one. She'd be she'd be like Chris. <laughs> that's a bad decision. Yeah, it would uh, it would not work. Out. So that'd be my three. That's great. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, do you guys know you guys know who Gary V is? Yeah. Yeah. So he. I mean, he he's. It, He's, He's taken on this role of being very inspirational and motivational. And honestly, the last fucking thing I want during a, a session yeah. is some dude yelling at me just like, He'd be too work much. harder, yeah. go <laughs> harder, dude, do more. Chill. You just got to win. You just got to win. You got to be a winner. Like, some people are just winners. A hundred. <laughs> exactly. I don't care. I don't want You're that. Like, no, right now, I'm not. I want you to fucking win smoking this joint with me. <laughs> Let's get this over with. Um, uh, across the circle in in the worst world would be Logan Paul. Mm, that's a good oh one. Oh my god, that's a good one, dude. I dude, appreciate. They're gonna start training during the session, bro. With that combination, I do. I have to have an appreciation for the the way this man can market any basically anything he does, just because I think that in that way, whether it's intentional or not, he is very fucking good at it. But other than that. I think he's one of the most annoying motherfuckers oh, yeah. on this planet, bro. So I really, yeah. really do. And just the things he does, I don't like watching anyone do or talk about or whatever. And I just think being high around him, I would, I would be having the worst time in my entire fucking life. <laughs> to be completely You'd be tossing hands. Yeah, like you guys 100%. would be. You'd be tossing hands. <laughs> um, and then I think this this last one is not going to have a, a wide appeal, but there is a, a Grant and Blake you might remember there is one woman where I I was in a student section in high school and <laughs> like and I was talking shit about her son who was on the bench of the other team and I was we used to do that so much just saying some flagrant ass shit to her and I don't know like <laughs> trying to get in their later, head you know later on in my life like. I realized I should have never said those words to that woman. And I think her just being there and me being cooked as fuck would make me be like, all right. I, uh, all right. So I can't face this right It would now. be like a mirror is sitting there as the, the fourth person in the blunt rotation. You know? It's like, Dude, that, that's facts. If I had a bench for this lineup that we're going up here. <laughs> Honorable mentions. I, I think... I think we all had we all got we all got singled out by a mom one game because we were big student section guys with basketball back in high school and every one of us went through it with just somebody's mom out there, so yeah I I <laughs> I, I would say that would be a not good time. <laughs> no, she's not Strugs, in the circle. Six, she cannot six man the of the year coming off the bench for the for your, for your <laughs> rotation there. All right, you're up. <laughs> Vladimir didn't show up. <laughs> um, this this has been such a good hour. We're not going to take you know any more of your time at home. I'm sure you're either really hungover or somehow this landed Thanks on Thanks for Spotify hanging in there, you're y'all. You're doing whatever the fuck you're doing <laughs> otherwise. But we appreciate you hanging with us. 
Um, we're more than happy to bring you Chris King today and, and yes, his thank you so much. introduction um, to this My part God. of the world. Um, hopefully a repeat guest and, and very happy to have here. Um, we've talked about it all, you know, a little bit of J. Cole, just rap in general and how it's had an impact on everybody's lives and the beauty of where it's at today and its game. Um, and then we talked about some fucking aliens. So keep your eyes out. <laughs> Birds aren't real. Um, and thank you again for joining us on another episode of High Q. Chris King. Thank you. Chris King. Always remember, if you're racist. You can't be in our brain. Stop listening to our show. Bye.